1: That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff.
2: Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. What's up, Jaguar fans? Welcome back to the Jags Den Podcast. It has been way too long. I am your host, Phil Smith, a.k.a. Phil the Filipino, joined, as always, uh, by James Johnson, Jacob DeLawrence. Gentlemen, how are you doing on this very, very cold Thursday afternoon Thursday evening, I should say, no matter where you are.
1: You're in Texas. Be quiet. It's not that cold. It's like 25 degrees here. <laughs> hey, it snowed in Florida yesterday, so there you go. Yeah, I
0: saw that on uh, on TV. It was like flo- uh, flo- snowing, should I say, on Florida State's campus, which is something that don't happen often. Uh, but that being said, I'm good, can't complain, glad to be back. Um as we are pretty much i guess this is almost a year away from when i first found out i got the job so you know shout outs to to the whole jaguar fan base or should i say our all our readers and everybody who supported us along the way uh, as it's, it's pretty much been a year because the site actually went live if i'm not mistaken probably february or what say it's like March? Yeah, March, something like that. So, um, yeah, everybody, thanks for supporting us, and uh, somehow we are still here. <laughs> we haven't been <laughs> shut down. <laughs> hey guys, we
1: Today, yet. we're still here, not canceled. We love you guys. Just I know. <laughs> somehow. Also, also, Phil, where's the confetti for the year mark for our man James?
2: Huh? <laughs> um, I, don't, I mean, I don't know how to. I can do it on on Skype here. Or hold on. Uh, there you go. Look at that little. See that little awesome right there. It's okay. the best that I could. Uh, that's the best that I could do. Well, um, you know, it's been a while since we all talked, guys, and you know, I'm very happy to sit here and and you know, be the podcast for the AFC South champion, Jacksonville Jaguars. Man, what a Woo! what a crazy crazy year. Um, gosh, guys, just uh, not not sure. Hold on. This is what I want to do. There we go. AFC South champion, Jacksonville Jaguars. That's what I'm talking about. We got the playoff game coming up. DJ
0: Uh, drama.
2: (laughs) So lots to get into, guys. Lots to catch up on um, about what's gone on in the last couple weeks. Also heading into the playoff game against Buffalo here on Sunday in Everbank. First playoff game they have hosted since the 1999 AFC championship game. That was against the hated Tennessee Titans um mm-hmm. uh, but speaking of the Titans that is who Jacksonville wrapped up their regular season against uh, week 17 it was pretty simple Jacksonville wins you keep Tennessee out um we were some of us were a little surprised that all the starters played they played to win <laughs> didn't look did not look so great in the in the attempt um there's you know I'm going to go over a few of the the box score stats here and then we're going to get into the five takeaways that we had as far as the game. Blake Bortles. Not a not a great game. 15 to 34, 158 yards, two interceptions. Uh, Leonard Fournette. He had 19 carries, 69 yards. Nice. Um, Leonard Fournette <laughs> uh, also four catches, 67 yards. Alan Hearns is hit in his return. Three catches, 38 yards. Keelan Cole, baby. Four catches. <laughs> <laughs> 33 yards. Um, other than that, not too much going on for the offense. Um, we Let's see. We did have Marcel Darius had a sack. Barry Church and Dante Fowler, both each had half a sack um, as well. Telvin Smith leading the way, seven tackles, two assisted. So not a whole lot to write home about, guys. Um, Jadon Mickens, Corey Grant, nothing going on as far as special teams. No fake punts. That was pretty disappointing. Um, <laughs> so, guys, we're going to start off with the with the first takeaway that we had. And, Jacob, I'm going to start with you. It um, seems like turnovers and drops really, really kind of
1: killed killed the Jaguars in this game. Um, Yeah, and surprisingly, well, before we get started, can we just acknowledge how all three of us were horribly wrong when we did our season preview show, saying at best this team was, what, six wins, seven wins? I think most of us said, like, five and 11, six and 10, seven and nine. Yeah. I'm like, and I'm glad back. I was wrong on that. by the way. <laughs> yeah,
0: So happy yeah, so, uh, I was wrong. <laughs>
1: Don't ever take any advice from us and go to Vegas with it because we won't be responsible. (laughs) That being said, um, yeah, turnovers, crucial drops as always. We had four turnovers. The Titans only got six points off of it, so I guess that was a good thing, but we lost by five. So, And uh, just looking at that final score and all the stats, that was just an ugly game, like ugly. It was it was atrocious
0: to say the least. And um well, I will say this. The defense came to play. All right. So this game in no way, shape, or form. I know somebody came at me on Twitter when I said that uh Blake Bortles was part of the issue. I won't say he was the full issue here, but um yeah, but on the on the turnovers, those are what that is essentially what hurt the Jacksonville Jaguars. As the one with uh Keelan Cole occurred like on the thirty or thirty five, which I mean that Easy chip shot field goal for Ryan Suckup there. And uh, the other one was the Jadon Mickens one, which um, also occurred uh, deep in the Jags' own territory. So that was another chip shot by Suckup. Um, but and it also goes to show you how hard that defense played to keep the Titans out of the end zone on both of those occasions, because, you know, the game could have gotten ugly had they scored seven on those. Oh, but yeah. um, You know, they essentially those guys bail Blake Bortles out to a point where he could have still won this game. OK, so uh, that being said, I, I in no shape, way or form will put this one on the defense. And I, I will say this because we did mention this before the podcast. Leonard Fournette looked okay and um you know in his attempt to help the jaguars win so i won't put it on him either i think it's just turnovers and quarterback play that is boiled down to
1: and that's been a theme since portals has gotten there so amen
2: <laughs> i think that's the thing too that we kind of knew all season long is that the, the defense just it has such a heavy load to carry that you hope that it's just not too much i mean blake's got to do something that's the next the the next Takeaway we had here is Blake Bortles didn't exactly Help Jacksonville's case To to win this game um, The two interceptions didn't necessarily Cost any points um, but he'll still Need to take better care of the ball we saw a lot of mis- You know it kind of remember vert To the Blake of old um, That we've seen a lot uh, You know you know seen most of his career Against uh, San Francisco I think He had what three interceptions was it against San Francisco I believe mm-hmm. um, Two yeah. two against Tennessee And then uh, it, as soon as you get a little co- a little bit of confidence in this guy, unfortunately, bad Blake came back out. Um, maybe, you know, hopefully things will get back going uh, whenever he gets Marquise Lee back. So, you know, we will have the, the receiving core almost back at full strength, of course, with minus A-Rob, J- Jalen Strong. You've got a feel for that guy. Gets that <laughs> crazy, <craziest>, I
1: mean, <sighs> that
2: poor guy. But, you know, like, like you say, guys, Blake didn't exactly, you know, do do his part either what's i mean what do you got to say about that what do what what now what blake are we going to get
0: uh the go go ahead james well thankfully the the um buffalo bills defense isn't all that good no disrespect to the bills and uh shout outs to robert quinn at bills wire but um these are typically when you look at the games that blake bortles has come back from and kind of going on like like a you know, a streak that he did in, in early December. These are the kind of games that kinda of like he bounced back on and goes on those kind of streaks. So, um, you know, if, if classic example, uh, when coming into the last matchup with the Colts, he was a little cold then. Uh he got in there, the Colts, as we all know, are kind of ranked at the bottom of the league in most major defensive categories. He lit them up and he didn't turn around until like mid December, which, you know, we we saw with the 49ers in the last game with the Titans. So, um, you know, I will say that I do think he can bounce back. Um, just, you know, make sure you take care of the ball. Uh, no, Don't allow any strict, uh, strip sacks. And uh, don't throw any interceptions. And we should be good in this game. So, uh, you know, ultimately time will tell. But I, I will say despite how cold he is now, I'm confident heading forward in terms
1: of the next game. I mean... We have no choice to be but confident in Blake because who do we have behind him? Yeah. That's how I honestly feel. It's like anything
2: is possible.
1: (laughs) It's like de facto confidence. It's like, well, I ain't got nothing else behind you that's really better. So it's like, mm, yeah, all right, you know what? But he did have a lights out stretch from week 12 to week 16. To week 15, it was about it was 13 to 15, where he was just lights out. Yep. And if I could get half of that, I'm happy. But I just had to look at Blake against the Titans this year, which somehow, despite losing two games to them this year, we still won the division. Way to suck outside of your division, Tennessee. <laughs> Bortles went 35 for 68. He had one touchdown to four picks. And uh he got sacked twice in both games, surprisingly. He just did not look good compared to his other games, including that San Fran game. So apparently the Titans have his number, but we're playing the Bills because the Ravens couldn't get in the playoffs. So hey, there you go.
0: Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, not not the Ravens, but on the whole Tennessee thing, the positive I took from this, and I it's a very, very good positive. I ain't just pumping sunshine here though, <laughs> is that when you look at what happened in that game, ultimately the Jags allowed uh, the Titans to keep Mike Malarkey. And I'm fine with that. If Because if we can get a quarterback, you know what I'm saying? If we can get a quarterback, that team is very beatable. I think we can run about 40 points on him next year with the right person at Signal yeah. Caller personally. And I mean, like, I, I've, I've never been a Mike Malarkey fan. His, his scheme is outdated. And I, I just don't see how the titans made it this far so i mean you they like wore, exotic smash mouth i mean i like i like doug marone smash mouth i don't like old school single back smash mouth with two tight ends and nineteen fifty smash mouth you know what i'm saying
1: <laughs> but <laughs> it's exotic here's the thing though malarkey will probably get fired if the chiefs wake up and curve stop them like they should like he's probably going to get fired so
2: we'll see i, it's I hope just so frustrating i, hope not. I just don't <laughs> think tennessee is very it's so frustrating because i don't think tennessee is a very good team
1: they're man. not for
2: them for them to beat us twice is just so frustrating like at least get a split you know i can understand in any given year division teams they play with each other all the time at least get a split man right, that's what ground. really irritates me but hey what's done is done you know tennessee and jackson i mean they're definitely my most uh disliked rival in this uh in this conference for for very obvious reasons but you know well yeah like i said we're on to they're on to buffalo they don't they don't get they don't get tennessee again i i secretly kind of wanted tennessee because i just like i said feel like we're so much better than them but hey we get we got who we got so um another thing another one of the takeaways you guys touched on it here just a little bit ago leonard fournette getting some momentum going into the postseason not a not a crazy, you know, crazy stat line for him. 19 carries, 69 yards. Also had, uh, what I believe it was uh, four catches for 67 yards out of the backfield. He did uh, eclipse 1,000 yards in the process. So he's going to be obviously a huge, a huge part of the Jaguars' success going forward. Not just him, but the running game as a whole. Jay, I think you and I are pretty happy that we've been seeing a whole lot more of T.J. Yeldon and not Chris Ivory. I don't even remember <laughs> uh, did Chris Ivory get. Let me see. Chris Ivory. Did he have any?
0: No, he was know, inactive. Any carries. The last oh, game. He was inactive. Yeah.
2: Good. Yeah. I mean, you would have thought he was inactive even when he was, you know, playing, but that's whatever. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Between him, and, you know, I'd like to see, I'd like to see Corey Grant get some more carries too. You know I mean? Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. he's had fumbling issues in the past, but you know, just that change up in speed, man, I would like to see him a lot more. Um, what are you guys looking for, for from the running game, specifically heading into this playoff game? We already touched on the Bills' defense not very good. Do we have a chance to exploit the defense there?
1: Um, Depends upon which Fournette shows up and which Heldon. But uh, Fournette put up a 1,000 yards, and he missed, what, three games this year? Yep. That's pretty impressive, but honestly, I feel like yeah, the Bills don't have Marcel Darius because he's on our sideline now. So and they're 29th in the league. Should be a field day. But the last time we went up against a lowly ranked run defense, Fournette did not have that good of a day. But I feel like he's running hot, so he should be good.
0: Yeah, the, the same here. And um, another thing to take into account is, like we said, with, um, with Ivory, he he hasn't been all that good, but at times uh, when, when he comes in against a defense that isn't good against the run, he's shown flashes of brilliance. So, you know, there's that. Um, but yeah, I, I think, yeah, going into this game, I think Fournette's fine. I'm not in terms of like I, I know he's a little banged up and whatnot, but I think he will be fine in terms of putting up the necessary yardage to beat the Buffalo Bills. As Jacob said, they are without Marcel Darius. And a lot of Bills fans tend to deny that. That's the reason that, you know, they're struggling against the run. But, I mean, like, facts don't lie. Like, you don't just randomly, you know, let – Alvin Kamara and, and and Ingram run for like five hundred yards on you. The you know as soon as you trade the guy that was known as your best run blocker. But uh you know that's another story for another time. Um but yeah that being said I think uh, Leonard Fournette should be fine and we can lean on him this game at least uh, to get us the W. Is he healthy though, Jay? Have you heard anything about that? Is he still not one hundred percent? No, You know what, I haven't heard much on that, but I just looking at that Titans game and how he ran and the authority he ran with, he looks healthier, I'll say that. I don't know if he's 100%, but he looked at least 85 <clears> to <throat> 90% the way he was running against the Titans. And maybe it was because, you know, it's a division rival and we just don't like those guys. Uh, but he did look uh, somewhat like the Leonard Fournette in the beginning of the season,
1: the guy that we saw against the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is a good thing. Oh, great. So he'll be begging some poor Bills cornerback to try to light him up.
0: (laughs) You know what? We'll talk on this later, but the Bills actually have good cornerbacks. I don't know if they want to go toe to toe with him, though.
2: (laughs) Man, I just think the defining moment for him just the whole season was just when he's eye to eye with that Steelers player and just tells him to come on, man, let's do this. And just lowers his shoulder, man. That was uh, that was a uh, (laughs) like I said, I think the defining moment of his rookie year. So, um, now going to back to our side of things, the run defense did look significantly better, um, against Tennessee, um, limiting to 230, uh, limiting the Titans to 232 total net yards. Aside from that, Derrick Henry screen pass, um, for the most part, as we mentioned before, the defense really kept us in that game, you know, between all those pro bowlers, Yannick, who should be a pro bowler, Telvin should be a pro bowler also. Um, but yeah, what did you guys see out of the, you know, the, the run defense that they were able to uh um you know take kind of take advantage of against Tennessee?
0: Um well yeah, with yeah, the the run defense looked significantly better. And I think it was because uh Todd Wash when if when you look like deep into the game, he played the safeties a lot closer to the line of scrimmage. That includes Sean Gibson. And I, I think a lot of it was because we knew that the uh the Titans don't really have that many weapons to throw to aside from um, Delaney Walker, which we shut him down to. Uh, But yeah, that being said, like I think what it boils down to is the scheming that Todd Wise used in that game as the, um, the safeties, they were like going through gaps like crazy. I know I seen Tashawn Gibson in the backfield plenty of times as well as Barry church. And um, I mean, with that scheme, you have to be careful with, when you do that because it's it's a scheme where if, if one person's out of place, the, you know, the whole thing can get screwed up and somebody can run for like 80 yards from, for against you. So uh, that being said, I think they will play the Bills a lot like they played the Titans because in a lot of ways they're similar. And if they play the way they did against the Titans, the Jacksonville Jaguars absolutely should win this game, no questions asked.
1: Defenses, uh, defensively speaking, right? Not the offense. We we don't need to repeat the last week. Yeah, yeah. Defensively speaking. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just feel like Todd Wash kind of after that whole embarrassment in San Francisco, because, honestly, the defense looked bad, and he got out by Shanahan and company, mm-hmm. I felt like he had something to prove, and luckily he happened to face a team with no offensive weapons in a passing game other than Delaney Walker, who was basically a non-factor. So it allowed him time to kind of prep because I think in his mind he was thinking, okay, we're probably going to see the Titans again. And if we get past them, we'll probably see, we would be probably the highest seat. So we probably get Pittsburgh again. So he's probably preparing and thinking ahead mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Antonio Brown and so forth. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah, yeah you hit the nail on the head. Uh, what you said about him getting out schemed in um in San Francisco with with Shanahan, and again, like the thing about Shanahan is he's a brilliant offensive mind. Like he's gonna out scheme a lot of people, and people gonna be looking crazy at the end of the day. But um, yeah, I don't think that set well with Todd Wash though. Um, despite how brilliant he is, and uh, yeah, he had something to prove, and he absolutely proved it against the Titans.
2: Not to get too off topic here, but man, the Forty ers have a lot to look forward to, man. I. I wanted Jimmy G from the from the beginning, and you know people are starting to see why now. So um, the very last takeaway, which will actually lead into our next topic, is that Jacksonville came out of this game pretty uh, predominantly healthy, So which was the main concern, I think, for a lot of us. You don't want to see anybody go down on defense. Um, most likely we will get Marquise Lee back as well as Cam Robinson and even possibly nose tackle uh, Avery Jones. Um, now, Jay, we kind of talked about earlier in the week, About the injury report, you want to go over that as far as um, what's going on? TJ Yelda didn't practice. LaShawn McCoy continues to mispractice. What's going on with the injury report for both teams?
0: Yeah, so I'm going to pull it up real quick. But last time I checked off the top of my head, uh, speaking of Avery Jones, who you just mentioned, uh, he actually went from limited to full today. So that's a good sign that he'll probably play. Uh, That being said, because he's been out with the back injury. And and as people know, back injuries are kind of tricky. You know, like, they're kind of hard to gauge, and they can either worsen if you don't go about them the right way. Uh, so, uh, kudos for the Jets for holding him back uh, against the, the Titans, which was a good idea because Darius had a good game anyway. Uh, so, that being said, expect him back into the lineup, even though, now, I will make the notion that I think they might start Darius over Jones this week because of the whole Buffalo factor and how well he played last week, so... We'll see. But uh, other than that, TJ Yeldon was added to the injury report, as you mentioned, Phil, with the illness. Um, Hopefully they can get that cleared up and he'll be ready to go because we'll need him. Um, Brandon Linder was an add to the injury report as well. Uh, With a shoulder injury, he was limited. Uh, I think he'll be able to go in the end. Um, but the one to watch is Cam Robinson, and he was full today. So that's a good sign because uh, Josh Wells is absolutely horrendous at left tackle, <laughs> as we all saw. And that's part of the reason we lost, too. Uh, that's that's part of the reason why I kind of can't fault Bortles for some of the plays he made because Wells did not do him any favors. And Brian Arakpo absolutely demolished him. So Cam was full and that's a good thing going forward because Josh Wells would probably get killed by Hughes, uh, Jerry Hughes, that is, uh, if we face the Bills um, without Robinson. So um, in terms of the Bills injury report, the big one to look out for there is, of course, McCoy. I don't think he'll practice all week and he'll still go for the game, kind of like they said Marquise Lee will. And uh, the other one to watch was Jordan Mills, who was limited. That's their right tackle. Even though he's the weak leak in their offensive line, uh, that's an injury worth watching because um, if they have to put in a backup there, the Jaguars could use that uh, as a matchup to exploit. So uh, there you have it.
1: Um, Just looking at this, uh, what did Joe Webb get to Buffalo? <laughs> I, I said that <laughs> the other
0: day, man. I was like, "Wait, Joe Webb is in Buffalo? Didn't he come from Minnesota?"
1: From Joe Marcus? Webb, yeah, yeah. And I mean, he was in Carolina. He was Cam's backup the Super Bowl year for the Panthers. It, and my
0: the the bigger question is, how did the backup quarterback get on the injury report? You know what I'm saying? Like, it makes you
1: wonder what kind of practices it, they run it, bro. <laughs> I got another yeah, question. <laughs> How did Joe Webb not get the start over Nathan Peterman when they bitched Tyrod Taylor? That's a good question. I got question. so many questions <laughs> for Buffalo right now.
2: You know, obviously, I want you know, I, I, Jaguars are going to the Super Bowl. That's obvious. If right. for obviously. some way Buffalo wins, mm-hmm. I hope Tyrod Taylor takes this team to the Super Bowl, wins, and and then leaves. And then leaves (laughs) Buffalo (laughs) and then goes somewhere else. I mean, just the way that they treated that guy, I would love to have Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod, if if you're listening, you're not. If you somehow come across this clip, we would love to have you. Here Come on to exactly.
1: Duval. Blake Bortles yeah. will show you a nice little place to go hang out at. Man, tell me. At <laughs> least we know he'll, he'll take care of the all ball. The <laughs>
2: definitely knows all the spots.
1: He'll, he'll definitely
0: take care of the <laughs> ball oh, man. too, man. I'm like I looked at the uh, statistic. Yeah. I think he's like tied for Alex Smith with the lowest interception ratio, which is like he's,
1: 0.1% or something. He's man. not a bad quarterback. He's a top half quarterback. Top half of the league quarterback. Like what do you want in Buffalo? It's Buffalo for crying out loud.
0: Yeah. I think they, they just have an issue that he hangs on to the ball too long. So I, I think that might be the biggest issue. But aside Probably from that, he's start. he's you know,
1: he's uh pretty decent to me. I mean also you play in Brady's division, you're not gonna win it until he hangs it up, so um,
0: Which I wish was soon, but you know, <laughs> that's another story for another time.
1: No, but really, can we get the Bills somebody from the Bills wire on this week? Because I've got serious questions about Joe Webb and a lot of other things in Buffalo for this playoff matchup. I I tell you what, we'll get Robert Quinn,
0: the Bills wire manager. We'll get him on for a a pregame podcast or a postgame podcast, should I say? And uh, he he could give us the answer to that. I got questions,
2: man. I got a lot of friends in Buffalo, Tonawanda, New York, to be specific. It's right outside of Buffalo, and I got a lot of. Hypothetical money, I'll just put it that way. writing on this game, so uh, really, really excited. It just, you know, it's the fact these two fan bases. It's it's unfortunate because these both these teams, both these fan bases have you know, have fans and players that have waited a long time for this. And someone's story is going to end very, very soon, Buffalo's. But someone's story, unfortunately, <laughs> isn't going to last very long. So hey, I'm this very game excited game. Um, we've kind of mixed it, mixed in a little bit of the keys to victory for this Sunday's upcoming game. Um, obviously, getting Leonard Fournette going, mix in some play action as Buffalo is ranked 20th against the pass. Uh, limit the uh, limit the turnovers. The last couple games have not been doing very uh, – haven't done very well protecting the football. Um, and then also stop the run, whether it be a, a less than 100% LaShawn McCoy, Tyrod Taylor, or backup running back Mike Tolbert, especially containing Taylor. Um, as we mentioned, you know, can be a, a run or two. Which one of those keys to victory do you guys think is going to be the most important?
0: Tyrod. Yeah, definitely Tyrod. Because like, like you said, with with McCoy, man, like how much can he do on a, a gimpy ankle? I mean, especially for him. Like, I would know this about LaShawn McCoy because he's one of my favorite running backs in the league. And he's one of those cut running backs, like the guys, the guys that like to cut a lot a.k.a., you know, Devontae Freeman, all of the other guys that I've raved about in the past that I like watching on film. So, like, for him, uh, ankle injury is a real big deal. And if I was the Jaguars, I wouldn't say I wouldn't worry about him if he was on the field. But, you know, it's only so much he can do with a gimpy ankle. I mean, and when you get taken out on a stretcher, on a cart, a.k.a., I mean, I guess you could say, uh, you know, that's a pretty significant injury and you can – you know, you have to question if he should be back this soon. If he does indeed play, so yeah, Taylor
1: for sure. Yeah, I mean, but also, didn't Shady put up decent numbers running in like two feet of snow? So, <laughs> yes, I'm just saying. Yes, but uh, yes, yeah, that's true. It's definitely Tyrod, simply because he, like we mentioned, he's tied with Alex Smith for like the least, like the lowest interception percentage in the league. Yeah, sure. Maybe he does hold on to the ball too long, but he's not going to throw it away. Mm-hmm. And he has wills, which if he can get past that front line, it's going to create a problem for Miles Jack and Telvin Smith. And I would honestly probably put one of those two and just spy him the whole game yeah. with safety help over the top.
0: Yeah, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because um, when you look at the Jags defense, especially like he scares me. Tyrod Taylor I'm talking about here against the Jags base defense you know in first and second down when Puzzlesny is on the field (laughs) and a a lot of you know a lot of the 49ers success was against like our base defense when you know in first and second down when they they basically took advantage of Paul Puzzlesny in that game and I think you know the Bills could scheme up and do the same thing so like me personally, oh, yeah. man, I, I'm the type that would go as far as saying, you know, even though it's his first playoff game. You
1: got to sit, Puzz.
0: Yeah, man, you got to sit him, man. You got to come up with some some speed at that middle linebacker position because, you know, like teams that the smart coordinators will uh, take advantage of this that as Kyle Shanahan did. And they will make the Jags, you know, elite defense look foolish ultimately. So uh, oh, yeah. that, that'll be something worth watching. I think if that's I'm the first road. time the words
2: speed and Paul Puzzlesney have ever been said. <laughs>
1: Puzz, if you're listening, we love you. We Honestly, do, we do. We really love you. <laughs> but class yeah. heck, man. He's yeah. a class heck. <laughs> if I'm the Bills, I'm watching that 49ers tape, especially the first quarter and the first half. And I'm just going right there, right there, right there, right there. <laughs> Yes. And also, that is why I said Telvin Smith and Miles Jack and not Puz, because those two at least have a remote chance of keeping near Tyrod. I don't want to see Puz get his ankles broken by Tyrod in in (laughs) his first playoff game. I don't just
0: Getting a little off topic here, man. You know, somebody who got surprisingly good speed while we talking about that. Is Yannick, I mean, tough. well, I wouldn't say surprisingly good because he, he did test well at the combine, but Yannick Gakwe, man, like that scoop and score. I was like, dude, this dude can run, man. He got some wheels and not he only. as a beast,
2: man. I yeah, can't dude. believe that guy's not in the, in the Pro Bowl. Like I already said, that; it's ridiculous. What can you no want to do, put hands? the
0: whole defense on the Pro Bowl? Yeah, well, none of
2: them are going to get to go anyway because we're going to play in the Super Bowl. But Exactly.
0: <laughs> so it's a moot point slightly. That's true. That's true. It would be nice for them to get a little Orlando vacation, but, you know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh, they can just
0: go to Yeah, it's like an hour and a half down the road. I'm sure right, they really right.
2: want to go to Orlando. Let's
1: go down ninety five <laughs> and just hop on I four.
2: Boom, right to Orlando. What's up, guys? Uh, I I mean, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure they they just go they can just go to Orlando whenever they want. so yeah, they I'm sure they they probably won't go anyway. So
0: True that. True that. <laughs>
2: They need to stop playing the game anyway. I don't know. We're not going to talk about it. Too. But like the Pro Bowl is, it shouldn't even be a game. Honestly, just, okay, these guys are in the Pro Bowl. Season's over, you know. So like, that should be that should be it. I don't even know what they what they do down there. So anyway, what were we talking about?
0: <laughs> we were talking about Yannick and Gakwe's, uh surprising oh, yeah, and speed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, that dude's fast, man. They even dropped him in coverage. By the way, in one play I saw there. And, like, that, I think that was kind of telling of his speed, too. So, um, you know, Tyrod, man, look out, man. You get out of that pocket, bro. <laughs> don't expect to run every lineman on the field because uh, Yannick might uh, hawk you down if he <laughs> if he uh, going full speed.
1: Yeah, and also, Tyrod, slide and get out of bounds because we like you. You're probably not going to be in Buffalo after this year. So, <laughs> yeah, we don't want damaged goods. Yeah. Piece, so. Plus, Nathan Peterman. So, yeah. <laughs> Poor Nate. <laughs>
0: Not at all.
2: <laughs> well, one thing's for sure, guys, is going to be an optimus, uh, an atmos, op- a- awesome atmosphere. <laughs> Combine like two words, like two words that go together. An <laughs> atmosphere, an Please awesome atmosphere. That. At Everbank Field, man, the tarps are gone. It's going to be like thirty degrees, something like that's going to be, it's going to be weird, man. But yeah, hey, sure. they get to host a playoff game they they gonna beer man listen
1: buffalo i ice cream
2: jacksonville jacksonville is a classy town man don't bring any
1: of those extracurricular tailgate activities (laughs) okay you know what i I should just go tailgate not even go to the game i should just tailgate just to see if i can see any of that firsthand
0: bro it's probably gonna be like some bcb and bills mafia throwdowns out there man because i like, feel say we're a classy city man and, <laughs> the, the bills fan, so classy <laughs> the bills bro they might bring that noise with them man listen, which hold on. Like, listen,
2: like okay jacksonville makes buffalo look like okay make or buffalo makes jacksonville i should say look like a penthouse suite man i'm saying like i've been
1: to, okay you know
2: what i've been to buffalo i mean they
1: are in Eastern New York, and there's nothing. <laughs> in I love,
2: I loved it there. People were super nice. But, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. And man. We got the beach. We got the amphitheater. Now you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's 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 the place to be. Okay, we got pools. None we of no, we're winter. not. Fill, you're not filling the Everbank pools with blue cheese and <laughs> ketchup and stuff. <so>, stay away. <laughs> stay away from our pools. Okay, <laughs> that's all I'm saying, guys. Like. This has gotten
0: oh, awful, like weird. Wow, man. Hey, weird shout out candy. to Bills Mafia, though, man. <laughs> they, they, no, you know, man. they, they deserve this too, just as much as us, man. We ain't no, knocking y'all, but we just saying, man. Just, just keep it classy when y'all come here, man. Look,
1: I just can't wait to see some Bills fan get suplexed into like an inflatable pool full of sand. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's going to happen. Like, off the back of somebody's truck, right into an inflatable pool full of sand. And we'll have no clue where that sand came from.
2: <laughs> yeah, where did, how do did they get it in here?
1: <laughs> but it's going to happen.
2: Oh,
0: man. <laughs> Listen, yeah, but man, two like, two uh fan, deserving fan bases, man. They definitely deserve this, man.
2: Bills Mafia, though, 100%. I'm yeah, uh, having a good time. But, like, seriously, though, that fan base is... They definitely, definitely deserve it, and, and those players that have been there for a while, Kyle Williams, that's an awesome story. Yep. Um, but, but yeah, I can honestly say, if, like I said, it's not going to happen. But if somehow Buffalo wins this game, I'm rooting for them to get to the Super Bowl. I, w- I would love to see that happen. But just
1: so Tyron could do something Jim Kelly could never do.
2: Exactly, <laughs> and then leave. Blake Bortles has never lost uh, four straight Super Bowls. Blake so, Bortles Blake facts, Bortles, man. Facts. I love <laughs> you, man. shout out, shout out to Blake Bortles facts. So uh, Blake Bortles and Tom Brady have also combined for five Super Bowl wins. So that's also pretty, pretty great too. So Amen. Yeah. yeah, shout out to BB uh, BB five. You know, so um, all right, guys. Well, hey, this kind of got off on a weird, weird tangent, here, but I think it's time for us to. To wrap it up, man, we got this this awesome weekend coming up, and uh, I know the Jaguar fans and the, and of course the the team itself are gonna are gonna represent. We also obviously want to make sure you guys are can check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Audio Boom, Jaguars Wire on Facebook and Twitter. Jay Jacob, plug yourselves, man. What are we working on? What's coming up in 2018? And then we're gonna close this thing out.
0: Oh yeah, man, uh, plenty of. of- postseason coverage man you know hopefully we'll be doing some super bowl coverage that would be amazing um so uh yeah stay tuned Minnesota, here we come yeah i'm telling you man <laughs> i already start like planning in my mind man but uh yeah plenty of uh more uh content on the buffalo bills i'm probably going to do some matchups to watch Um going to keep an eye out on their injury situation as well as ours because health is going to be key um and of course on game day and uh on the, the day before on Saturday, there'll be uh plenty of content on the like personnel matchups again and uh this that and the other takeaways from the game, uh instant analysis, you name it. So uh stay tuned. Uh Jaguarswire
1: dot USA Today dot com. Uh yeah, as far as I go, uh Basketball season is starting for me, but uh, that's irrelevant because I'm going to manage to watch the Jags and be, help uh, James provide some content. And also, come to high water, I will get to the bottom line of how Joe Webb ended up in Buffalo <laughs> and ended up on the injury report as the third-string quarterback. We need to know this, bro. For real, for real. We you know what? At, to get after the this—
0: it. I'm gonna actually hit up Robert Quinn because he just sent me some questions for the Q and A, and be like, Robert, we need you on the post season, uh, on the uh, post game show ASAP. We got some like questions that legit need to be answered, bro.
2: Well, you got to make sure that you catch us, you know, next week on the Joe Webb podcast. Um, so that's gonna be, <laughs> gonna be super, uh, super ex- uh, to watch here. Give me just a second, your guys.
0: You gotta get the sound effects. All right. <laughs> uh, well, no,
2: <laughs> I had to answer a phone call really quick. Oh, okay. My bad. Um, oh, I <laughs> thought you were gonna get the sound so. effects cracking, bro. <laughs> Professional work. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <it. laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we uh. So yeah, know. Like I said, a lot of hopefully a lot of Super Bowl coverage coming up, guy, or you know, playoff and Super Bowl coverage. Coming your way, man. It's been an awesome season. I've had a lot, had a lot of fun with you guys. Uh, Jay, as always, thank you so much for letting us be a part of this as we come up on the one-year anniversary of the Jaguars Wire. It's been an awesome journey. Um, for me, um, of course, I'm based out of here uh, based out here in Dallas, Texas. Um, next, uh, Starting next month, February 8th to the 10th, I'll be at Hyenas Plano. February 22nd to the 24th, I'll be at Hyenas Dallas. March 1st to the 3rd, Fort Worth, I'll be hosting out there. So check me out. Phil the Filipino, F-I-L-I-N pino as always guys everybody stay safe go jaguars can't wait for this weekend and we will see you next time